This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Amen. Word of God's for our special consideration on this festival of Easter is our gospel reading, Matthew 28, verses 1 through 10, as printed in your bulletin and already read. Dear friends of the risen Christ, of course people are afraid. Thousands are dying from a disease no one had even heard of just last year, and one could catch it without knowing from someone who has it without knowing. People who matter, loved ones, heroes, leaders, friends, are are vulnerable and even sick already, and who knows when it will end. Of course, you are afraid. People all around are getting laid off, businesses are closing, and your retirement account lost 20% of its value in just a few weeks. Of course, you are afraid. Your marriage may never have been fantastic, but it used to be good, and now something is off, and you're not sure what. Is it an affair? Boredom? Is the love there anymore? Is it your fault? What, what, what's going to happen? What, what about the kids? Of course, you are afraid. You've never been good at this. New situation, new people, new problems, so many things that can go so very wrong. What if you fail? What if you fail so big that you can never show your face again? What if? Of course, they were afraid, terrified. The day that hardly dawned when, and the thing that you had always taken as solid and unchanging shakes and shimmers and changes. The earth beneath you quakes. And then, like a bolt of lightning that comes and stays and shines, an angel appears and rolls away the very stone blocking the very tomb that you're supposed to be guarding at the cost of your life. So, you yourself shake and tremble and pass out. Of course, they were afraid. They had no position in society. These women had no authority over the guards to command that the tomb be opened for them. The connection to Jesus that had animated and emboldened them and given them an identity for so long had been shattered mere days ago with his death, his senseless, seemingly impotent death as a crucified criminal. The tears still clouded their vision in the dim early morning when they came upon the incomprehensible and unnerving scene. The guards unconscious on the ground, the tomb open wide, the massive stone rolled away, and seated upon it an angel from heaven, shining with a blinding white light unnatural for the hour or a tomb. So, of course, the first thing the angel said to them was, Do not be afraid. He had a message for them. There was a world-changing truth right before them, but, but they would never hear or understand it while frozen in fear. 
he was telling them. Do not be afraid that the things here are not as you expected or as you think they ought to be. In fact, they are infinitely better than you can ever imagine. He told them, do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. And then to give them the visual proof that confirmed what they had just heard, come, see the place where the Lord lay. It was empty. There was no one in the tomb, though Jesus had been in the tomb. His burial cloths were lying there, but he was long gone. That's why the angel rolled the stone away, not to let Jesus out, but to let the women and others in so that they could see that their Lord had already risen from the dead and escaped his grave. No earthly mortal prison could hold him. Come and see. That is the Easter invitation to the fearful, to the hurting, to the skeptical, to the lost, to the lonely. Jesus, who was crucified, has risen. Come and see. Come and see that God's word has come powerfully true. The scriptures that had prophesied this and and the words that Jesus himself had spoken saying it would happen. Come and see that the Savior who had died as a man was also truly the Son of God, so death could not hold him. Come and see that the work that your Christ had come to accomplish, the saving of the world from its sins, was not only finished, but accepted and honored by his heavenly Father. Come and see the proof that all the plots and plans of his enemies, both human and diabolical, had been turned upside down. That the death that they had sought and achieved had actually become their undoing and crushing defeat. The tomb is empty. Jesus is not there. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. So, be done with fear. Stop being afraid. Yes, there are troubles in your life right now, There will be troubles tomorrow, perhaps some huge ones, but they don't need to frighten you. Not because they're not real, but because they are no longer any threat to you. Yes, there are impurities in your life, and errors, and outright evil. And the idea of facing the holy and almighty God with the guilt of those sins upon you shivers your soul. But do not be afraid. Not because your sins aren't serious, but because Jesus was even more serious about saving you from them. And yes, to be confronted with the evidence that skewers your skepticism or reveals the emptiness of your unbelief makes you want to to turn and run from the risen Christ but fall at His feet instead. Not because weak or absent faith is no big deal, 
but because God will give you all the faith you need to embrace the Savior and redemption you require. Be done with fear. This is not about the power of positive thinking or some kind of self-actualization. This is the power of the gospel. The power of the good news of your crucified Savior actually really risen from the dead. His resurrection assures us that God's word is true and that everything Jesus had to say can be trusted. Because saying, I will rise from the dead, and then doing it is pretty much the strongest assurance there can be that you keep your word. Christ's rising, therefore, also assures us that he is the Son of God, just as he claimed to be, and that our sins are washed away, just as he came to do. As the Apostle Paul says of Jesus in Romans 4, he was handed over to death because of our trespasses and was raised to life because of our justification. Our guilt is gone. Jesus was the Lamb of God who sacrificed Himself as payment for all your sins and my sins and all the world's sins. And God accepted that payment. We know that because He raised His Son from the dead and exalted Him again to the highest glory. And even more, we have been given Christ's own perfect holiness to be our own so that we stand before God's throne and are declared not guilty. We are justified. And we are therefore able to enter heaven as innocents who deserve to be there, not on our own merits, but on Christ's. So instead of fear, we have hope. Not the wish kind, but the real kind. Our hope in Christ is for things that we don't yet have in full, but are sure to come. Because God's word promising it all is sure. He has proven it by raising Jesus from the dead. And perhaps the biggest hope of all for us in this world of disease and death is the eternal life that has assured us because of Christ's resurrection. As Jesus himself said, because I live, you also will live. He went through death for us, and so we went through death with him. And so we no longer have to fear death, because as he conquered death and rose from the grave for us, so we also will rise and live. Because the victory he won, he won for us. We, we may die today, tomorrow, in two months, or in 200 years. But we know that whenever it happens, we will wake up on the other side in heaven with Jesus, and we will live together with him and all believers in joy and bliss forever. This is the hope of everyone who puts his or her trust in the risen Savior 
Jesus Christ. And Easter also means that instead of trembling uncertainty, we can stand in faith on solid, unshaking ground. We have a God who loved the world so much He gave His only begotten Son to save it. And that Son suffered unimaginable agonies and died a tortured death, all to take away your sins and make you holy. And that salvation was sealed with certainty when Jesus broke forth from the empty tomb as our undefeated victor over sin and Satan, over death and hell. This is the Lord we have, the foundation for our faith and and the anchor that, that holds us steady against the storms and tides of our troubled lives. Whatever happens, whenever, wherever, we know who has saved us and whom we belong to. We do not have to worry about any what ifs. We can count on the Lord for everything since we have come and seen the empty tomb which proves that He will do and has already done everything for us. So what is left to do? There was another command given the women by both the angel and Jesus Himself when He appeared to them. After, do not be afraid, and come and see, they were told to go and tell. This good news of a risen Christ was never something to be kept to oneself as a a purely private joy and victory. The women were to go and tell the disciples that their Lord was no longer dead but living, and more than that, to give them a task and a destination for the next steps in preparing them to preach the good news themselves. And we, too, having been told not to be afraid and rejoicing now in the resurrection, go and tell. One way we do that is in our public worship. As we do what Paul encourages in Colossians 3, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And in the same way, we are eager to encourage our fellow believers with the good news of our risen Savior, going to them and telling them when they are troubled, telling them that their sins are forgiven, that the hard work of their salvation has been completed, telling them that God's Word can always be trusted and that eternal life in heaven is already theirs, guaranteed by the empty tomb of Jesus. But of course, we are also eager to go and tell those who have never heard the good news of Christ before, who have heard only some of it, or who have heard it but not yet trusted it. These truths may not make the headlines or show up on the crawls or chirons of TV news today, But there is no message more important to be heard and believed. It is quite literally a matter of life and death. Christ's life, death, and life again, so that you and I 
and your friends and family and neighbors and classmates and co-workers may also have life again after our deaths. There is nothing to fear in going and telling, just as there is now nothing to fear in living or dying. Christ's tomb is empty because he has risen, risen for our redemption and living so that we may live with him. Thanks be to God, who has given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Do not be afraid. Alleluia. Amen. Please rise. Now may the God of peace, who brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, in connection with his blood which established the eternal testament, may he equip you with every good thing to do his will as he works in us what is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen.